Roadshow, a podcast on film, faith, and mental health, with your hosts, Kyle Myers and Hayden Spalding. Welcome back, movie nerds, to another episode of the Art House Roadshow. Today is our long-awaited, spoiler-heavy review of The Batman by Matt Reeves. Um, so today, uh, I am joined not by my co-host, Kyle Meyer. Uh, but also by my friend uh, Patrick Taylor, who's been my good friend for a while. Um, and we talk about movies and comics and TV shows all the time. And so I, I, I want to bring him on this uh, podcast just to kind of unpack all of the intense imagery in the Batman, because it's like three hours of nonstop punching you in the face of Batman and also just so many other things. So Patrick, how are you doing today, buddy? Tell, tell my audience a little bit about yourself man uh i i am good i'm sorry you said batman i've got like four pages on jason bateman uh and his <laughs> career i really when you say the bateman I, I thought okay no uh we can recover no i'm doing good man. Uh, doing well excited to talk about the the one kind of if you want to call it hero superhero uh franchise and figure that i've, I've really connected with um, it was a little bit more than a casual fan. So I'm, I'm thrilled to get into that. Yeah, it's it's really great because um, like Batman is is such a is he, he's had so many iterations now. Um, and one of the things that I always like we talked about this, for example, listeners of the podcast will know that we covered the Joker uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. And in that episode, we kind of uh, Kyle and I talked about our favorite Jokers. Um, and in essence, we also talked about through that our favorite batman um and so i mean just kind of a starting off question like what are the you said that you're connected to this character like what iteration of the batman do you like the most or maybe like there's a few that you have but what kind of batman are your favorite i i did not have a chance um to love anyone probably more than christian bale uh when, when batman begins hit uh when i was like about to go into college was that 2005 um yep. so like huge huge fan of that trilogy uh really loved it because it was less wacky but that being said i was first raised on uh, watched the reruns of uh anything adam west ever did uh as batman uh, and just remember all of those uh quite campy by today's standards of yeah. the old batman like the classic stuff powdered uh, people turned to powder chasing the joker around on a submarine or whatever else they got it got up to uh that was like my first my first batman experience may he rest <laughs> in peace that's right absolutely um it's that is that was also i think a lot of people's first bat i mean that first like look at that batmobile too um is incredible you know i think how what kid didn't imagine themselves having the batmobile and driving around and things like that i'll never forget seeing um i think it was in response to batman forever which is the val kilmer version um him going through the drive through at mcdonald's and i was like that is peak existence like richie rich like <laughs> you know remember as a kid you're like you can really resonate with richie rich because he's got yeah. mcdonald's in his house like that's the peak of like luxury that right idea of what you think a rich person would do that's or right what, or what donald trump does how he lives his life <laughs> that's absolutely right it's that um, little kid version it's so beautiful but um yeah i i definitely agree like i i grew up with the the keaton um kilmer do you have um, any batman toys from that era what's, what's that do you have any batman toys like back in the 90s oh yeah but all of mine and i i mentioned this before we got started all of mine were the kevin conroy animated ones i did have a few from the movies i think the the one that i had the most from was the clooney version which i loved as a kid but i watched it back after watching the uh um the nolan ones recently and i was like this movie is trash <laughs> uh in my own opinion um I mean, uh, the thing that Clooney does well is he's a very convincing Bruce Wayne. Mm. Um, I, I just didn't enjoy that movie as much as I, I did as a kid, but I had all of those toys. But I mean, I really cut my teeth on the um, the animated version. I loved that, like the the Mask of the Phantasm. I don't know if you ever watched Still that. Still holds anymore. up. Still, I just I rewatched that about like last year. Oh yeah, and that twist at the end. Oh, so good. Still gets me to this day. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I remember those 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 uh, movies really good. I guess this is kind of a um, a related question then, and I, I didn't really even think about asking this, but like Batmobiles, right? <laughs> like you've got Batman and the Batmobile. Like, what if you could pick a Batmobile to drive around in? Which one would you pick? 
Oh man. Like I don't, they're also, that's the one thing like I'm, I'm nothing. I'm not practical. Love Batman. Hate the Batmobile. Oh really? Hate okay. Hard, hard stance, hard stance, right? As we come off, like they're just so long. That's right. right. <laughs> I mean, it's just ridiculous at that point. It's just like, if you want a limo, but he's going to be his own driver. And so you have to put it in the back <laughs> is how like, so I never really like, it's either a military tank or it's um but but the batmobile that that i would choose has to be that um that old classic like the red and black yeah the adam west batmobile yeah absolutely you know like you just go for it yeah the the one from the christian bale universe is just not practical in any stretch of the imagination it's a tank you know no no it's you're immediately war criminal (laughs) that's right that's right um i you know it's weird like not my favorite batman batman or batman movie but i would take the one from batman forever like with the glowing engine you know like with the i remember that i remember the iconic scene um well you can't say that because of course that's the iconic scene the batman included like you hear or you see that engine uh oh yeah no you know your favorite character the batmobile is about to show up yeah i want i want to talk about that later in the in the podcast just a little bit about like when the batmobile shows up in this movie because it's interesting to me and and i've heard different like interpretations of the scene um and i'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on that too but let's let's kind of dive in so what are kind of your first kind of reactions to the movie um you've seen it now all the way through um what are what are your thoughts you like it hate it you know anything in between this is one of those movies that made me so angry as I was watching it because of how much I really, really liked it. Uh, I'm a sucker for an origin story. So every reboot I'm there for, except I admittedly, what am I doing here? I have not seen a second of screen time of any of the Batfleck movies. Right. Uh, like at all. Um, that just passed me by. Um but like I, I love the Nolan verse uh, until this movie. I think Batman Begins was my favorite Batman movie, and I just I feel like this movie was not to get uppity. It's Batman. It's it's whatever. But it was it was so smart in how it dealt with Batman, um, and and the world. Like it it really skipped the boring stuff. You know what I mean? Like you said it yourself. Like Clooney did a good Bruce Wayne, but who cares? Um, like right. uh, congratulations you're good at the boring part uh, and <laughs> like Christian Bale like kind of showed us like that would have the dichotomy of Bruce and the bat and who knows and this movie's like all right cool we don't have to talk about that and, and we're not That's really right. going to and so you yeah. it didn't waste any more screen time than it had to um, I loved mm-hmm. this movie uh, I thought it super understood um, Batman and, and was just su- such a well-done movie um, and the the art direction and the confidence that it had in itself uh, in its mm-hmm. world, like I pressed to say, I think this is my favorite Batman movie. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. So, yeah, and you're not alone in that. I think a lot of people have come around to that, you know, and <clears throat> kind of some of the comparisons between this and I mean the the one that you hear most often is the Nolan verse batman because they're most similar you know they do have this hardline rule about no killing i mean keaton's batman even killed you know he dropped a guy down a like a sewer pipe with a bomb strapped to him so the no kill and obviously the bat fleck i know you haven't seen him he uh he killed a lot of people (laughs) i I will say this um uh, robert pattinson's batman might have a hard rule about no murder a little bit iffy on vehicular manslaughter that's (laughs) (laughs) Because like he was driving that around like you driving the Batmobile on like Arkham Knight or, or whatever right. game right. like just murder. I mean that was a lot of fire on the roadway. That that was that was. It's, and then he only gives Penguin a ticket at the end. You know that's like, right. Just, well, know, that's the, the thing. Like of bodies and minivans. That's <laughs> right. I I love that moment where he actually runs into the penguin and the car goes flipping. I just imagine him being like, "Oh, he's probably dead." Like that because that was a serious wreck. Um, and like really barely injured at all the penguin was I was just really lucked out on that yeah, uh, yeah. but Great also one of the oh yeah and one of the most interesting cinematographies it was in the trailer so it's not a huge spoiler and 
for those listening, in case you missed the uh, uh, the label and description, this is a spoiler heavy review. If you want the non spoiler heavy uh, review, please uh, go back to the podcast page and scroll down a bit. Um, we released that a couple weeks ago. Um, but yeah, this movie, like I've heard a lot of people say this is their favorite. I mean, it's interesting, the story, and you, you bring up Ben Affleck, the story of the origin of this movie is is pretty long and interesting. Uh, if Way back when um, Batman versus Superman came out, um, which feels like a century ago, um, when that came out in, um, I think it was 2017, um, it, uh, it actually like started this slate, like they planned a whole slate of movies because the um marvel had kind of forced warner brothers hand into trying to jump into the shared universe thing uh but they jumped the, the gun in it for a lot of people like they because they did man of steel and then the very next movie they did was batman versus superman and in that movie they tried to insert all of these superheroes such as the flash and and wonder woman and aquaman and and things like that they didn't do what marvel did which was kind of build these solo films into a shared universe and so they kind of decided they were going to have batman v superman maybe like one or two um solo movies and then the justice league so they rushed it a little bit in a lot of people's minds and you know there was the tragedy that Zack snyder had and so justice league was finished by joss whedon and it didn't really do um what warner brothers wanted to do so they backed away from the shared universe um quite a bit and a part of that slate after the justice league was going to be this batman movie and um it was supposed to be written directed and started by ben affleck because um he would he had just won um best director for argo i think mm-hmm. um around that time and he was really interested in kind of exploring the batman character but um, due to creative differences he stepped down as director and he's just going to star in it as as batman um, and then just due to his own personal health and kind of situation, he stepped down completely from it. And that's when Matt Reeves took over and Robert Pattinson was cast as Batman. Uh, the movie hit, hit some snags in terms of COVID. And so it was delayed a little bit, but we finally got this version. And I think a lot of people were really curious about how it would do. And it, I think it did really well. Like a lot of people really like this movie. Um, but for me, and, and this this is one of the things I, I want to ask you too. Like for me, this movie, as much as I loved Robert Pattinson's Batman, I thought he did a good job. Um, this movie just had so many compelling villains. Um, I didn't know going into it if they could pull off because, like, uh, I think we had talked about this before. Some movies try and pigeonhole too many or squeeze too many uh, villains into one movie. Everyone so, like, we have the Penguin about Spider Man Three exactly exactly like you try so you got the penguin you've got the riddler you've got carmine falcone um you even had um maroney uh in there you've got catwoman and so it felt like oh what are they gonna do here but i it worked in my opinion i feel like they did a really good job of focusing on the riddler allowing the other villains to kind of play this secondary role but so interesting but um let's let's first talk about the riddler uh paul dano does such a good job in this movie being a creepy riddler like kind of saw like serial killer with puzzles and things like that uh what do you think of of the riddler in this film the riddler is just such a good um device uh because uh, same with a lot of these uh villains and things like they played them really well uh and and they they really like majored on majors and let people kind of carry their own uh performances like, I really like the ones that they kept in the background. Like, you can say that Catwoman is in this movie, but really it's like Selena Kyle is in this movie. Mm-hmm. They don't really try and, and make it kind of a whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. they, we get it and we and we move on. Um, for the Riddler, like, I just loved, um, <laughs> it loved hate because they weren't all winners, but um, they focused <laughs> on like the riddles, you know, like in a really uh, great way. And that can go one of two ways. Um, I was a little nervous at the start, um, making him just kind of like a brute. Um, like you don't want him to be a brute that leaves a fortune cookie at the scene of a crime. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that's kind of maybe where we start a little bit. Uh, but I, I loved, um, th- they really had to strike a balance. And I think they did really, really well for the most part. Uh, like, I think it holds up. I think that they don't overplay their hand. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the most eye-rolling thing for me were a little bit of uh, the uh, moments of of his kind of like online streaming 
in the that's chat. Right. And because that's the thing, right? The Riddler is kind of like a voice of the the people. Um, in in a way, like the Riddler strikes me as, uh, and we could probably pick this apart, but it's almost another take on the Joker character from the Joker yeah. movie in 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 a much, I would say, smarter way, just from the director standpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I love the Riddler. The Riddler is my favorite Batman villain. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Uh, it, it is um, because I love the idea of the Riddler. Um, but it can, you know, if if the Riddlers, if the riddles are stupid, or if Batman is stupid, um, there's just a lot of ways you can fail. But I, yeah. I think that this Riddler succeeded, at least yeah. until the very last scene where he's in the movie, which is that's enough. right. We can and we can talk about uh how they go out or the last moment we see him yeah that felt very like not true to his character because like Mm -hmm. he felt this um he felt like very much in control the whole movie um even down to the interrogation scene um with batman right before you know uh, they blow up the city walls um I, yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's so interesting that you say you compare it to the Joker. I'm assuming you mean like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. I do, I do. I mean the Joaquin Phoenix yeah. movie. Yeah, which I did like, but they didn't do themselves any favors in in how they engaged. I want to talk about that some. How they just kind of uh, like I don't know if I, if you want to say like a, a movie that kind of engages. Um, the ideas of social justice on Batman mm-hmm. or, or wokeness, or even like, I, I just think the Joker tried to give this kind of, um, I think they dealt with it in the wrong way. And I yeah. think this movie actually does deal with it in a much better way that makes for a much better movie. Oh yeah. And, um, and it's interesting, like you bring up that idea of the, of the Joker and kind of the ways it like, in some sense, like it's, it seems to, stigmatize the the people group that they want to give the voice to the most um in that and I, but i i definitely want to dig into that because i i love the thing i loved about the joker was that you did have this kind of angry upset um like centralized um person who was very much like um disenfranchised by a lot of things that are happening to him his own mental health kind of his own um you know economic status and things like that um, and you have all of that in the Riddler too. It's a lot more subtle, um, and which I appreciate. And he, and Paul Dano just plays this like, especially every time that he's like um, giving like a riddle, riddle or like putting someone in a trap, he has this very like controlled fury that he he displays. Um, and you kind of learn. Same age. That's right. <laughs> I, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry, no, yeah, like that's just an offhand, always sunny reference. Um, but like, yes, like the the rest of whatever kind of labels you want to put on him kind of fade into the background. This is a very intimate story yep. of like it's just he and Bruce are very different orphans, um, but they in their shared bonds, like just ultimately they have very different answers as to what our response is to the pain or injustice of the world yeah Uh, and it doesn't have to get more complicated than that Mm -hmm. as far as the context they give it yeah and i love it because like it it does a great job problematizing i think the wayne family because the waynes have always been and and with the exception of the joker i think you see the joker's influence on this um the waynes have been always kind of the sterling family of which bruce was a part of you know an orphan i i love how like the riddler like is like oh um, like I was like you don't, you don't Bruce Wayne doesn't know what it was like to be an orphan being an orphan is being co- too cold and in an orphanage where a baby dies every year because of the temperature and waking up because you know rats are gnawing on your fingers and so right, this right. is really gritty thing of like what it was like to actually be an orphan um, but everyone only cared about Bruce Wayne the billionaire orphan you know right uh, in the tower they do some of this a little bit in the dark knight rises like they'd kind of gesture towards the fact that well it's like it's kind of silly to think of bruce wayne as being an orphan because he had all this money and like this huge amount of like people and staff that took care of him um and he never had to experience life like an orphan and so um it's it's fascinating to see and i i mean and in some sense like this is this is something that's really interesting the way that in the end you talk about how like people react to 
being an orphan or the tragedy of the world or injustice of the world like you kind of gestures toward the the riddler does that like him and batman are the same right yeah and and for this part like i'll I'll say this before i leave the joker behind because it's it's related Mm -hmm. like uh, in, in that movie like i think taken on its own merit that movie is fine but in the lead up to that movie i think the director and some other people really leaned into um a lot of the uh modern um politics at play you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the incel language or all this stuff and they i mean they really played it up like for the movie and i think it was a disservice mm-hmm. to that um but this this does play it subtly and it really when i say it becomes more personal like um <laughs> I mean, how to what you're talking about, how great is it that when we start this movie, we're, we start it in Batman's head and we see it th- lit- like literally through his eyes, right? And we're put in that kind of position um, to where it's a really great take on privilege, but like in no way is it heavy handed or um, preachy. And right. you, and if, um, if you'd go to the movie and think like, Oh, I just wish they'd leave it out. Um, I just don't think you can, right? Like in 2022, like you, you have to deal with the question of systemic failure and injustice. And as mm-hmm. Batman, this crusader, as as in some way an inadequate answer to that question. Like in the yeah. 90s, it was awesome. Uh, you know, like you have this really rich uh, innovator who's like, how can I punch bad guys better? and more right like we will just punch our way out of this like it it was almost like the batman as one punch man um in this movie it's more like 50 punch man Um, he's so good like he's so good at punching have you not seen this movie you gotta see it you gotta just see how good he is at punching people uh, (laughs) because it's really great um but like in today's batman like you have to deal with that in some way to have a grounded or smart batman movie because everyone and their mother can point out how um we're not sure if a guy in a suit punching people is an adequate answer to injustice um, right. it's like when austin powers ended the campiness of the james bond films mm-hmm. you know like pre-austin powers like the bond films are so funny uh in in q can create any type of gadget or whatever but um, bond directors have talked about like after austin powers you can't do campy that's why right. you know like daniel craig is so straight-laced and serious because it's um, so the, serious <laughs> the sat- right the satire has kind of become the thing and i feel like it, um i don't want people who don't like those bond movies to take issue but like this is kind of like the daniel craig batman where it's like post that but they're doing it in a in a really kind of strong way like the, like that, yeah. that in some way like it, it is kind of the the linchpin of the film of batman's kind of character arc as to his yeah. own realizations with that and yet this is probably the least preachy batman movie we've had in a while yeah i don't know if you'd agree with that no i do i, I again it's subtle you know like i mean even with bane like bane and the dark knight rises as it's trying to talk about classism and things like that it's mm-hmm. so in your face about it like, so in your face um but i mean so is the joker like the joker like the thing that we kind of talked about just hearkening back to that that kyle and i talked about is like it doesn't really it kind of just really intensifies the violence the violent tendencies of that we have and it doesn't really lead to healing the thing i like about this movie is that it's it's batman's kind of understanding of moving from this place of vengeance to justice right because he's vengeance he becomes justice um and that kind of thing too but i mean even inside of like dc comics years and years and years ago they ran into this issue where they were like it seems like batman is beating up poor people to protect rich people (laughs) and we kind of need to like we kind of need to figure out what to do to that their response was actually the green arrow who did the opposite beat up rich people on behalf of poor people which i thought was really funny that in either way it's still it's still a mass vigilante punching something yeah still classist warfare (laughs) yeah it is and it's it's so funny like in that sense like even in the comics like the green arrow and the batman haven't haven't really gotten along um they work together in like the justice league and things like that maybe the more like um pristine versions of like the the super friends and things like that you know kind of gloss that over but these are two characters with very different agendas um and kind of their work but you know 
in that in that vein like i mean you've got this this paul dano character that who just kills it as the joker and it's so interesting because we've gotten so the many Riddler. divergent like uh i mean you've got like um the guy that played with adam west who ended up being you know uh the the guy the mick in uh rocky right i forget his name uh dwayne um, johnson that yeah, dwayne the rock johnson yeah um and you had jim carrey you know who played just this the very loony version i think the one on gotham the tv show like he was pretty good and that yeah. you know the cartoon was good um but yeah like this this guy just, it was grounded it felt real it felt unstable it was it was really interesting to see how they ended on it because he just and we can talk about that when we get to that character reveal i don't want to spoil the character review yet because i want to i genuinely want to know what you think about that um reveal there at the end of the movie um but yeah, we got a couple more villains. I mean, one that I really liked too, just because of how, I mean, just how well this actor played it. I thought that the penguin, um, like I, Colin Farrell, I just thought played a great penguin when I wasn't expecting it. I really wasn't. Executives planning that spinoff have to be salivating Yeah, uh, with how well and interesting he came across in the film. I'm yeah. so interested in that. As, as such a casual fan uh mm-hmm. he was absolutely brilliant yeah. couldn't believe it was him while i was yeah. watching it like really great job with the prosthetics there and the um i mean he just he also like he brought off a lot of humor in the film yeah, played, like, i was very- gonna say played him for humor like he really was like one of the kind of relief characters which is something like because the penguin is kind of funny right yeah. i mean it is like you're a little bit danny devito like always and so you just kind of you can't take him too seriously yeah it's it's so it was so good like i mean even like i think my favorite scene that um i mean not just like when batman's like tearing through the iceberg lounge which again like i thought that was such a cool take on the iceberg lounge um but like the uh i loved the when bruce wayne is gonna go up to carmine falcone and um or Falcone, I guess, and he uh, and Oz stops him, and, and he just goes, "This is Bruce Wayne," and Oz is like, "Is that right?" Like, I just thought that was such an interesting kind of like, like he sold that really well. I thought that was a really cool interaction. Like, he just he just every scene he was in, I just feel like even with like the smallest details, like he just pulled it off as a really interesting addition to that scene. I never yeah, felt yeah. like it was overplayed. I felt like it was just right. And they leave it right there at the end with um, kind of alluding to the fact that after the death of Carmine Falcone, um, the penguin is going to kind of assume the power gap um, in there, alluding to that. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, as you said, to see what they do with that HBO Max show, um, as well as, I mean, what they're going to do with the GCPD, especially if Jeffrey Wright as Lieutenant Gordon is in it. But yeah, um, you know, I mean, you keep you keep using language about this movie about like how um, and like oh I I felt like or it felt like or it made you feel like and I just feel like that movie did have like that that's it for me. This Batman movie had such feeling, like it had such spirit about it. I've never read in in like my childhood like any of the Batman comic books uh, or things, and and so I decided to change this like two years ago. Um, because I, I look down on comic books a little bit, like mm-hmm. not meaning to, but just like I, I don't have the framework to understand. I've never read mm-hmm. the really, really great ones. And, and so I, I bought both uh, Year One and The Long Halloween. Oh, uh, good choices. Which, which I was like a kid in a candy shop watching this because I felt like they were the script for this movie in a lot of ways. Like it just felt like reading those things. And uh, even to someone like me who knew nothing, I was totally picking up a lot of what they were putting down. And of course, a lot of story cues yeah. came from those things. And it was excellent. Yeah. And I mean, on that note, like, you know, if, especially if you liked Batman Begins, right, that yeah. that is a year one story that is not yeah. necessarily tied to what happens in the year one comics. Because like the there's such a difference between the two, like the year one Batman, like he gets he gets knocked down quite a few times like he makes mistakes like that are really costly for him mm-hmm. um you know the the ba- the bail year one guy like he doesn't make it like he makes some mistakes like you know he gets gassed by the scarecrow and you know he learns not to jump off of a building without <laughs> you know some kind of parachute like he learns that 
Oh, this one gets blasted with a gets blasted with a double barrel shotgun or mm. gets blown up by the Riddler and caught by the police. You know, like he, he has a lot of things that are very much like his uh like he's fallible for yeah, lack yeah. of a better term. And I, I really enjoyed that. Like as much as I love the Christian Bale, just like perfect fighter never gets touched or or punched in that first movie. Like I just love the fact that this year one Batman is still very green. Um mm. And I thought that was really cool. So I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, just on that note, then, I mean, let's talk about Pattinson. Um, one of the, like he, cause I always feel like anyone who has to play the Batman, like they get cast in two roles. They have to play this kind of rich billionaire who's kind of arrogant and self uh, selfish and things like that. But then also this very dark, um, violent vigilante this movie kind of glosses over that by as you said earlier on just having the batman um and when you see him as bruce wayne he's just kind of this guy in his pjs or just that one scene where he's out at the funeral yeah a scene during which like you i mean you see him and i'm not saying this is a negative but like you almost just like you almost expect just an extra in the scene to just look at him be like hey you're the batman you're batman right (laughs) You look a lot like Batman. Are you yeah. Batman? Tell me. You can tell me if you're Batman. Because they don't really try that hard. Right. Uh, and I think it's great. Yeah. I mean, how did you feel about, like, even in the limited scenes, like, that we had of him as Bruce Wayne? Like, what did you think of Pattinson's Bruce Wayne? Uh, I mean, adequate. Uh, like, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. Like, I really enjoyed the Bruce Wayne. Um, I, I, I related so much to the emo kid who who didn't wash off all his mascara that's right uh, when he's in the bat cave uh listen probably listening to my chemical romance all the time that's right i totally get that more than like like are you kidding me christian bale like he's gonna be out all night uh giving it to the bad guys and when he wakes up the next morning like he just starts doing push-ups immediately like what's his like what's his scene like oh man or his sin like he can't wake up before 11 a.m like give That's me right. a break i'll knock that out on a saturday like come <laughs> on and, and so you have this guy who's just like i don't want to deal with it i don't have time for this i don't care arrested development i'm still kind of a kid i'm like i'm all about it like yes right. you kind of have your hands full right right so i i thought it was so good and if they had went on and tried to make him a bit more spiffy uh or just comfortable in that role i would have called shenanigans yeah that's a that's an interesting take you know there's a cut there's like one or two more scenes i think that because the last movie i saw pattinson in before he did this one was tenant which i i really liked i thought that was a good movie and he played this kind of like arrogant action kind of guy and i really wanted to see that bruce wayne but in some sense like this this fulfilled the purpose like you said like they really wanted to highlight a guy like he said it right right there in the movie like his family's legacy is not um him being bruce wayne it's him being batman that's what he thinks of as his family's legacy um like in the scene where alfred's there on the hospital bed you know and, and he's talking to him about his parents and stuff like there were part of me that wanted some more emotion in that scene because it feels kind of flat but at the same time like i think that what they're trying to gesture towards is they're developing him as bruce wayne um over time i don't know if he'll take up bella real's offer to be more philan- like philanthropic and in gotham or not um like christian bale did i'm interested to see what they do with the bruce wayne side of him Mm. in the next one if anything you know even if they do nothing with him that'll that'll show you kind of the direction of the series that they're going to go um but i i I know a lot of people have not liked it um but everyone has agreed that the batman that he plays is really interesting um i do feel like the other batman would be very curious to know where he gets his body armor from because (laughs) He takes some serious shots with guns up close. I mean, absolutely. So I just, I feel like it's really funny. Like I remember when uh, like Batman, like Christian Bale's Batman, like gets stabbed. Right. And this one's just walking through a hall, getting shot by AKs. His his armor class is off the charts. Yeah. Off the charts. Yeah. Which is funny because this is like a proto Batman and we've seen some pretty advanced Batman who take like some serious gunshots and are just like, Oh, that didn't feel good. And I mean, point blank, not one of the, like, I know we're dealing with, and this is kind of a point like there, 
um one of the one of the more eye rolling parts for me was like the you see some screens of of the uh the riddler's uh chats going on and they're like planning this this let's be honest massive terrorist heist like the biggest terror attack in history and they're just like planning it out in in like basically twitch chat and that's like, right. what, ca- what caliber rifle do we use you know like that's, that's an right. actual message and people are like when when is this by the way um that's right. but being that as it may like i mean he's fighting i mean they're bringing guns to knife fights and not one of those guys is gonna aim for his mouth that's right. <laughs> like not one <laughs> like i get the coolness of the scene like when he's like it's a dark hallway the only thing that's lighting up is the gun flashes from the oh muzzle. i loved it but the scenes where they're shooting him, like they're actively pointing down with the the AKs at his like chest and and like stomach. I'm just like, yeah. not one of you thought to aim just a little bit higher to his exposed chin, you know, like that kind of thing. So it's kind of silly when you look at that. But the like the cinematography like achieved its point of like being like mm-hmm. this guy moving in the shadows, taking out people, shooting guns. But you know, it's um even the guy with the uh um with the double mm-hmm. barrel. Like when he was gonna take him out with a headshot, he still was only pointing at his head. I was just like, yeah. point for the skin. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's 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 the only exposed part, you know. I mean, other than the like the little nozzle that he has to punch himself with adrenaline or something like that. But um, but yeah, very interesting stuff. Um, yeah. Any other any other thoughts on Pattinson as Batman or, or Bruce Wayne? No, I mean, I thought he disappeared into the role of Batman uh, in a good way. Uh, I, I completely bought in from the start, um, which is great because, I, I mean, basically the first 10 minutes of this movie is like, Dear Diary, Batman was hard today. Um, <laughs> and it's still so entertaining and you're just so gripped by it. Um, he, I mean, he fills out that suit, uh, you know. Um, yeah. It was, it was good. So... Yeah really good at punching things yeah you're right so good i mean i cannot i i mean bruce lee level of punching things that's uh, right quite a lot uh, yeah a couple of characters too that he punches a few times that i don't know why i loved them so much they're they keep being they call they're called the twins but in the comics they're tweedledee and tweedledum um they work for the mm-hmm. penguin but i just loved the twins i thought they played such a funny like side yes. counterpart and again they weren't in a ton of scenes but the side characters in this movie were just as good yeah, um yeah. as the patents said. i mean like even even gordon i loved jeffrey wright as gordon like i thought he did so fun like did such a fun job of of playing that role and like the scene where he's trying to get batman out of uh out of like the prison he's like we gotta get you out of here yeah <laughs> things like I, that I, and I, th- I was thinking about it and I, I was wondering if from what we know of him in this movie, taking yeah. him at face value, if he's not the best person in this movie. Right. Um, just an absolutely stalwart uh, figure of justice um, mm-hmm. where everyone else is giving themselves over to self-preservation at best, corruption, and opportunism at, at worst he's the one who's consistently more than batman like putting himself on the line right um, and still i mean they they comment on it you know sticking your neck out for this guy and he's with me and all like <laughs> all of the, the stuff like jim gordon is the paragon of the movie i feel like yeah which like is he's, he's great he's, he's a boring old man with a mustache uh, trying to do what's right within the system and yeah Batman's punching people in the subway <laughs> real yeah. good it's it's very much the opposite of the field batman begins with um with the jim gordon that's there because that jim gordon is very much kind of playing catch up to batman i feel like batman in a lot of ways is playing catch up to jim gordon yes um yes. and i i i just loved like him breaking him out of prison i mean that whole scene where batman is in that room filled with cops like i had high chest anxiety because i was just like is this where batman gets unmasked because it's like it's it's got to be more scary than anything else and they keep reaching for his mask and he keeps i mean one of my favorite lines of the movie is when um the chief of police is like i got you for assaulting a police officer and he just looks at her and says you got me for assaulting three <laughs> like very much he is in a bad situation but he is still batman (laughs) you know i love it like batman is all about it vengeance don't care 
Yeah. Um, he oh, really man. is that archetype until he's not. Yeah. And I mean, the, the movie like operates from this place of, like you said, you start out inside of Batman's head and you have like the thing I love about it is like he like they don't show you where he's coming from. I mean, you know, if you've watched the trailers, like which group he's because there's like a guy who's stealing from a local convenience store. There's a couple people doing graffiti um, and there's uh, the kind of the Joker esque characters that are assaulting civilians. Yeah, um, yeah. but all of them there's this darkness and when they see the bat signal like all the villains just are afraid that the batman is sitting in the darkness waiting mm-hmm. to attack them mm-hmm. which is such a cool cinematography thing it's like, so I thought, cool so cool and you go from that like into a little bit on the joker i mean not joker sorry the riddler and and mm-hmm. kind of his like path the uneasy relationship with the nypd like batman kind of pushing the envelope to get to um the riddler and then finally the final confrontation which really doesn't happen in a fist fight with the riddler it happens um him dealing with riddler actually following through with his plan blowing up the the city walls and the flood and him fighting basically the riddler's minions um and I, i love that because like in that essence like the riddler beat batman but um batman was able to kind of mitigate it um a couple more things i just wanted to mention just to see your thoughts because i know that you had some interesting kind of connections to some theological and biblical themes but yeah uh, just for review's sake the batmobile when it's revealed um is an interesting kind of section um we've talked about it a little bit this is probably the more like car-like batmobile that we've seen probably since adam west mm-hmm. um and like it's it's kind of revealed almost as like a monster in the dark right because you've got the batmobile sitting there in that scene right right during the drug deal and i thought that the batmobile stalled out like as it like hits the gas like that's what it seemed like to me in the first view but someone explained it to me like no it's like a it's like a tiger on a chain like lurching forward and things like that like a kind of like a monster Hmm. Uh, what do you think about the reveal of the batmobile in this film i i thought it was good i mean i was i was so caught up in the action of it i i clearly um clocked the symmetry with like the reveal of batman you know lurking in the dark and very much being an extension of that very good but yeah I, I haven't given it much thought cool i i do love and again it was in the trailer some of the best cinematography was also in the trailer so which i'd never watched by the way i went in completely blind on purpose that never was a good choice one trailer or anything i i think my favorite like scene wise like was the idea of like after the penguin got knocked like over in his car mm. and he's looking at the batman upside down like you have that image of the bat hanging, right? Yeah. I thought that was a cool choice. Um, very much so. Uh, do you have any other thoughts about the plot generally? Like, I mean, we've kind of just talked about characters and themes and stuff, but do you have any thoughts on the plot of the movie? I know that it's, it, I mean, it's long. It, it would be impossible for us to really give an account of the full plot, but do you have I any mean, kind of things that stood out to you? It is, right? I mean, it's it's so long, This this three hour film. I mean- it's it's not my favorite lord of the rings but it's up there um (laughs) yeah i really appreciated it it's all said in mordor um but all of that like i i did like it uh one of my friends um said to me that he he liked it but he was so disappointed that it turned from a a a crime movie into a superhero movie uh, which i kind of think is the point a little bit there but i just thought that it does it so well um i i really enjoy how the plot uh widens without uh losing um, the the kind of intimacy of it and these people at the center um Hmm. whether that's maroney's operation or um, everyone from falcone to uh, the penguin and everyone else uh involved Uh, i just thought this movie is better than it had any right to be right as far as the plot goes yeah and i think it's the like it's it's deceivingly subtle so like the 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 thing about batman that's always been true is that um escalation right escalation like they talked about this at the end of batman begins like this idea of like well you you know you started something and like you know people are in fear of you but there's escalation and the escalation they're referring to is the joker which was the main villain of the dark knight that there's kind of this like sinister um crime uh underground that is going to 
rise up and respond to the violence of Batman with a an, a coordinate kind of violence that's maybe more chaotic and less controlled, as the Riddler calls violence of the Batman. And so the Riddler is kind of one of those first main like um, villains that kind of matches. And I mean, even the Riddler admits that he thinks that he is kind of the direct kind of parallel to Batman, that they got it to there. Because the Riddler is trying to expose the corruption that you've alluded to at the beginning of the podcast of of Gotham based in the Wayne family, which is really interesting. And so that's like any any fans of the comics of the New 52 comics is, are kind of aware of this storyline. But, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne is running for office and he relies on Carmine Falcone for something. And his his mom was in and out of a a mental institution Arkham because they're the Arkham family for Arkham Asylum and things like that and so like he's exposing very much the same kinds of things that Batman wants to do which is expose corruption fight mm -hmm. crime that kind of thing and it switches into that superhero mode which is really interesting but I, it never loses that flavor of of doing what Batman does um that kind of thing one last thing just to, in terms of plot because I, I I have weird feelings about this but maybe you can correct me on this I thought the reveal of, first of all, the way that they gave you the last piece of the Riddler, like him kind of just like pouting and throwing a tantrum, and then also revealing whom uh, I'm assuming is the Joker. So Barry Keenigan, um, whom if you watched The Eternals, he played Druig, um, was in the cell next to the, the Riddler and... <laughs> You know, I want to say I did watch the Eternals. I have no idea who Drew is, man. <laughs> that movie, oh, different podcast, oh. very different. Well, it's the uh, it's the guy who um, uh, he can control people with his mind. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, there's you have the any idea how little that narrows it down, but yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> um, but anyway, so he's the Joker in this. It, it seems to be like in if it's this not cell. the Joker, it's an intentional misdirect. Yeah because he, he references a clown i mean he has a weird laugh but i mean i i thought that it was too much like it didn't really fit like you didn't need to do it like if i didn't see the riddler again i think i would have been fine or like him just being happy because you know he achieved his mission but i don't know i i, I could be wrong what do you think I, about this joker reveal no i mean it was the same way uh off camera like here's the problem is if you're not careful with any batman villain they just become the joker you right. know what I mean? Like you think of Jim Carrey's Riddler, right. pretty much the Joker in green. Um, yeah. And so like when he's in the, the jail after what I thought was a really great scene uh, with him and Batman with the glass between them. And yeah. I do want to talk about that. Um, I I've thought about this because I, I agree with all of the, the voices that you've heard, right? Like, I don't think it's, I, I, it did seem shoehorned in there. It did seem very unnecessary. Um, it, it felt to me like uh, the people saying, don't worry, we'll be back. Or there's more, <laughs> you right. know what I mean? Like next That's time, right. there's more story to tell. Um, I've thought about it and I've thought about, hey, how would you improve this or make it better if you had to keep it in the movie? And I think it, it just would have been, maybe it'd be best if you left it out at all. Uh, but yeah. if if you recall, like, the, the Riddler uh, hears the Joker talking to him and he, he asks him like, who are you? And he says, riddle me this. And he, I don't, do you remember the riddle that he tells him? It's like, what's something that you can have that grows more precious with time? Oh or like, yeah. Or, yeah. Like, what's something that's more precious, the less of it you have. That's right. Something or, and it's the answer is a friend. Um, but I thought it would have been really great if they just cut the scene after he asks the riddle, right? Mm -hmm. Like what's something that's more precious than the fewer of them you have. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, if you don't even say the answer, just cut it there and leave it like, oh, a friend. Oh, I guess that is someone else. And you don't get the campy, maniacal laughter send off, yeah. which is just, you know, like that's fine. But it, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it felt to me like a mood, like a uh, executive from the studio being like and when, when do we you know like where's we get that joker laugh these all, all these children love you know right. you get that laugh in there yeah uh, really if, need a batman laugh yeah and i, I, I agree it. and for me like the pinnacle of like joker laugh is heath ledger like i i like joaquin phoenix is fine but like i remember being terrified when i was just watching the 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 trailer like the preview trailer we were in college uh, sophomores 
for the dark night and remember it was just the picture of like the bat sign coming up and you could hear like alfred and jim gordon and um uh and bruce wayne talking and then you just yeah. hear the the maniacal heath ledger ledger laugh and i was just like that's golden yeah but yeah, like the the laugh ruined it for me. Like it's just this high pitched kind of like goblin laugh. It's just really weird. It's just this movie didn't need it, and you've yeah, it you really threw it in. And so like it's such a downbeat. You already had the deck stacked against you. It's whatever. But I I want to focus on. Stop me if this isn't where you want to talk about. No, this. no, this is perfect. But when I was watching the the um the scene where because you know to your point um the Riddler's at his best when he's a little bit in control. And even if he's not in control, if he's just a man of a conviction, like he's, he doesn't flip out. He doesn't just go laugh. Like what does he do when he knows the jig is done? Like he goes and gets a coffee and waits. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's just his speed. Um, and when I was watching this scene in real time, I, I thought that the Riddler character was like doing a bit like mm -hmm. I thought he was being less than sincere, but I've come to realize like, no, I think he's absolutely sincere uh, because the, the whole thing is like when the Batman comes, like he thinks that the Batman is on his side, right? Like that right. they've been working together. I thought that was a joke. I thought like, what is he trying to blame the Batman and like there's being recorded or something. Um, but no, no, it's like his, like Batman of course has been working for the same vengeance than he has and that's the realization that bruce has to make um yeah but when he when batman's like what are you freaking talking about like we're nothing alike and we're not like that's when he becomes so unhinged a little bit uh, yeah. upset and i love that because when your riddle is too good for people to understand you know like when you're not appreciated he becomes that like mad like no 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 you know because it's they like the zodiac killer or someone else like you want your clues to be understood and mm -hmm. for, for him to so i like the turn in that like he he doesn't think he's alone he thinks he's got all this stuff but then he realizes like oh no like my kind of compatriot like i am alone right uh, and so he gets picked up which is why i kind of like the friend but it, yeah i don't like the execution of that at all no, I, I yeah, I, that was one of my favorite. I actually leaned over uh, to the person I was with when uh when that scene was happening. Like I was just like, this is so great because like he is inside of Batman's head in that moment. Because yeah, like yeah. he's coming into that scene thinking that he's about to be outed as Bruce Wayne, um, and you know, yep, like yep. the Riddler is in complete control. You feel like in that scene, and I just I love that like you know the whole idea of like explaining to him like because he's like i mean even like where batman like he hits the glass and he's like what have you done like he has no idea and the the riddler is just singing ave maria right it's just so creepy and perfect but my favorite part and again this is in the trailer so you i'm you did a great job most of my favorite parts were in the trailers <laughs> um but like when he tells him oh you're really not as smart as i thought you were like and then that moment you're like oh no <laughs> like what's going on and so it's such a beautiful scene in the sense that like you're right like he's he's frustrated because he thinks he's on the same level and it really like you see it really sink into batman where there's that guy he almost punches to death with the adrenaline yeah, um yeah and yeah. and they ask him who are you and he says i'm vengeance you know and it's this perfect kind of like full circle moment of like the the riddler being like oh yeah i we were the same and and batman basically having to make that decision actively to cease to be vengeance <laughs> in that moment and and become justice right yeah well um we've got some other overall themes that we talked about getting in i mean one of the things we talked about like you can't do a batman movie anymore without at least giving a, a wink and a nod to the whole idea of like corruption like the that you see it from systemically from top to bottom i mean every character in gotham's government from the district attorney to the chief of police to the mayor um even to bruce wayne who himself didn't even realize the system that he was implicated in by being a wayne um, in some sense has a really great analogy to this idea of like sin and the structures of sin theologically but mm -hmm. um, you made a great point i kind of want to 
I mean, again, this is not my point. This is Patrick's point because he's he's brilliant in this way. And in some you, sense, like the Say joke, it one more time. The, yeah, Patrick's brilliant. That's what I say. Um, this idea of like, how do you deal with sin? It's a flood. And so yeah. <laughs> what do they do? They flood Gotham. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, um, as as soon as they, they come to the biblical language, I mean, they really lean into it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got obviously the sins of the father. Uh, and, and like from that moment, like it's, it's all in uh, from the, you know, the lyrics to Ave Maria. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm not like, I would pass, uh, you know, like basics of film 101. Like I don't uh, miss the, the arc. Like at the beginning, you have the helicopter in the air, uh, shining a light down on all of the injustice and them kind of being uh, fearful. And then like on the ground level and, and in the subways and things. And to the end, we end up in the in the bright of day on a roof where the helicopter is rescuing mm-hmm. uh, people and, and Batman is there uh, in the bright. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, it really is like your the turn of Batman there. It is like the response to sin. And for the Riddler, Gotham is just absolutely irredeemable. It's the Genesis movement of, you know, we're going to flood it like we, we, we have to. Uh, and so they they do um yeah and of course so it's like that kind of divine judgment which really puts a point on it like it's such a strong third act um in in this way and so you have batman there who's facing the um the uh how in inadequate answer of that and and just almost the evil of it uh, when he's i mean again batman is not jesus in this movie uh like he punches one dude so hard in this scene <laughs> i mean i thought he was gonna kill him like i thought that was gonna be kind of a wake up right that's uh, right he's punching him and there's so much that, like and then he unmasks right and he smiles and he says i'm vengeance you know and it like the turn is complete and batman in that moment like makes the decision like okay like i can't that's not who i can be and so the people are are down below in this flood like perishing and you have this electrical wire hanging down like threatening and so like before they're smitten with divine lightning uh he does do the kind of saving move of like he takes that punishment on himself taking the symbol off of his chest to cut it right gets the shock and then is kind of I mean, in the fall into the water is kind of baptized into this new kind of Batman. Again, Batman is so not Jesus. He That's punches right. like he, he punches people so hard. We okay. cannot we cannot um, overemphasize how cannot overemphasize Jesus. <laughs> um, but he he lowers himself in that kind of baptism, and then right after, of course, like almost the next view of Batman is becoming the light right. in the darkness with this flare leading the people. Mm-hmm out uh in saving almost like one by one pulling mm-hmm. them out of the water then uh who are then like elevated to the rooftops where right. the, the heavens talk yeah. of the real healing begins and you have probably the most talk about gotham's evil and what who he's going to be in response right. to that yeah um, which i thought like I don't know, like you might say goodbye to your crime movie, but you can't ask for a more grounded superhero origin story for the Batman in a way that makes sense, that lives in the world that we live in. I feel like that makes sense to me that's dealing with the same armchair philosophers who are going to be watching this movie, you know, Um, you know, because this again, how preachy could this be? I mean, AOC gets shot in this movie, right? Uh, right? <laughs> like it's pretty on the nose, really, in some ways. Uh, yeah, but you've got it going on. So I, I really loved how much they leaned into that imagery. Um, yeah, yeah, like and that. it's like it's. I, I think that it it goes a complete different direction than the Joker because the Joker is not meant to be the hero. Batman's meant to be the hero in that kind of sense. But mm. you know, it kind of Joker opens up the wound even further like digs into it in order to fester it and to cause more chaos and that kind of sense like 
the Batman in that moment where he sees himself reflected back in terms of the vengeance that people have seen. He sees what he's inspired. Right. And so now he has to move from the symbol of fear and vengeance to the symbol of hope and justice, mm-hmm. um, which is the whole impetus behind like, you know, the election of Harvey Dent, which I'm assuming is coming up um, in some capacity, the, uh, the movement towards, you know, more just politics. I mean, you have that speech by Bella Real at the end, but I mean, you're right, this, this big theological, like just really condensed theological story in that one act of sacrifice where he dies to the symbol of the Batman of vengeance and becomes the symbol of hope, um, the light, as you say, um, which is really, really interesting. But yeah, that's a great place, I think, to, to wrap up our conversation. Any final thoughts on the Batman? I just, I was really surprised by it. I really like it. I think when Joker, because I love the the Batman universe, world, whatever you want to say. Like, I, I love Batman as a thing. Um, I think it's so grounded. It's probably my favorite um, superhero to deal with. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think a lot of people got really excited about the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker movie because it felt like, um, oh, this is, this isn't, one of those superhero flicks this is a real movie right Right. um and i think that if you're not saying it about this new batman i think you're sleeping on a lot of really um good cinema yeah uh, that uses uh, a superhero to get there Uh, i i I think it over delivered in just about every way that i was expecting yeah and i mean it very could have easily phoned it in and still done you know good numbers and like done every trope of batman but it told a convincing story and it didn't have to to be successful which i really respect there's so much we haven't even touched on like we haven't even talked about selena kyle and her whole thing and all these people like it's it's such a testament like i feel like this is i I feel like we just saw the snyder cut of this movie you know what i mean like i feel like it brought in like it shouldn't have been given this time it should not have been given like this breath to to breathe and really uh do things but uh, it was a great movie uh Gollum was a really good Alfred that's uh, right and the, whole, you know, the whole thing is it was a ride worth taking for sure so thanks absolutely. for thanks for letting me uh talk about it absolutely uh, it's, it's been uh, a dream of mine ever since I had that Batman manor back in the 90s that unfolding yeah you have this Wayne manor that's right with a ceiling glass folded in that's right a lot of a lot of bad guys in my house died from from blunt force trauma dying from a fall through that glass so this oh that's was great. right oh yeah that's oh that was a great toy wow that brings me back um well yeah absolutely well thanks for coming on and talking about this like you said we only scratched the surface and i think that's good i mean we highly recommend like even if you watch haven't seen the movie yet and you decided to for some reason watch a spoiler podcast about it uh you know there's still a lot that we didn't talk about so there's still a lot for you to go see um if you catch it it's in theaters right now worth the time and effort and so we hope you'll go see it um but that about wraps it up um we're gonna call it quits here like we said we could talk for hours about this but um you know i think that that note about this transition of batman is a good place to end if you want to help out the podcast best way to do so is leave a review it helps other people find us Um, you can review us on apple Podcasts, podbean or spotify and so uh we've got more stuff coming up um the next week or so kyle and i'll be back to talk about parents malik in the season of lint um and you'll also see a few more podcasts drop on uh, various star wars themes as we head into uh the dropping of the obi-wan series on may 25th um and then the last thing you'll see probably relatively soon is my uh, brief episode review of moon Knight, which comes out um this week uh march 23rd which is a wednesday so be looking for those things in the podcast uh if you're interested in just the art house stuff we got lots of that coming if you're interested in you know comic book more popular stuff we got stuff for that too so a little bit for everyone um i hope everyone is doing well and stay safe and we'll uh, see you next time here on the art house road show bye And that's a wrap. Thank you for joining us on Art House Roadshow. We'll see you next time.